call is now being recorded. We're on express elevator to hell. Going down. Two. One. Mark. Well, here we are, episode 39, 10 Minutes from Hell podcast, the brothers Dork, Steve and Doug, that's us. <laughs> that's better than the, what was that, the, we- the Wiener Brothers or something you said before? <laughs> that was just, yeah, that was, a, I don't know what that was about. That was me trying to come up with something clever and then like my brain locking and like nothing coming out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. Doesn't matter. Um, and I say that a lot. I always say, I always say, it doesn't matter, or uh, nobody cares. It seems kind of dismissive the way that I do that. I do that so often. Um, when, when really, if you're listening to this, obviously you do care. And for me to always say that, I guess it's kind of kind of lame. Um, so I'll. I'll Attempt to not do that um, <laughs> because it is important, and it's important to a certain segment of people that we're included in, and uh, that that segment is growing larger and larger by the day um, as more kids are being born and, and being initiated into all this, and, and uh, it's not going anywhere. Uh, nerd culture is here to stay, and, and it's uh, big business. So, oh, yeah. Well, I, I just saw on, uh, on Facebook, the Marvel posted their um, 10-year reunion. They did a picture with, like, everybody oh, and all the actors yes. involved. It's been 10 Last years already so they've, that they've been making the making films like you know their own universe and uh, man that's just that's what a what a thought I know who ten who years thought that we, yeah I mean of continuity it's crazy who would have thought that we'd ever see this like I, I never even thought that we would see an Avengers film I remember sitting there watching the Avengers and seeing people together and being like oh my gosh I can't believe that Thor is talking to Captain America and Iron Man is, you know, talking to Bruce Banner. And, and it's like, this is incredible. Like it was just, it was just such a great moment to like have everybody all together and yeah. have them all their own individual stories and then coming together and, you know, on this big massive alien invasion thing. And then Thanos shows up like at the end, like in the, in the teaser, you know, at the very end, the little stinger. And it was like, yeah. Thanos? Are you kidding me? We're going to see Thanos? And uh, <laughs> it's just, I mean, it was just like, wow, this is amazing. And then they just kept going with, like, all these other ones. And, and we got to see the world of Doctor Strange in an incredible way. And, and, you know, we got Ant-Man. And we got, you know, uh, all these. I mean, it was just like, this is incredible. And now we're going to see... Infinity War, which is like 
never did you think that this would happen, that like 10 years later we would have this huge pantheon of, of heroes and villains that can then all be put together into this massive, massive undertaking. And we're going to see it. We're going to see it on screen. I mean, it's like, wow. I can't, back in the 80s and 90s, I can't even imagine. I mean, it was never even a thought that they could do something like Infinity War on screen. No. I mean, that was back in, you know, they were still doing, you know, Dolph Lundgren Punisher and you know, this cheesy well, even, stuff. Well, even, well, even before that, when they had the Incredible Hulk TV show in the 70s and early 80s, and then they made an attempt to introduce some other heroes into uh, into the Hulk show, and they had a you know a terrible version of Thor and an even more terrible version of Daredevil. Um, oh yeah, and it was like the trial of the Incredible Hulk or something. And even that, even as bad as it was, I remember being excited that at least they were trying. At least they were like they were trying to bring together these heroes. To, you know, in one thing, and and that was exciting. You know, even though it was awful. Oh my gosh, was it awful? <laughs> I mean, the guy that played Thor. Oh my god, he's, he's oh. the dad from Good Luck Charlie, that Disney show. Yes, <laughs> yes, he is. My, my and, kids, and, my kids love yeah. that show. And when I saw the the old picture of Thor from that, I was like, wait a minute. That's the dad yeah. from Good Luck Charlie. He was also in uh, True Romance. He was uh, uh, one of the um, bodyguards uh, to the, the Hollywood guy uh, at the very end. There was like a big like climatic uh, shootout at the end, and he was like one of the bodyguards. He showed up in a lot of stuff, actually, like after that, like just kind of like a little bits and pieces here. He always played kind of this big, thuggy kind of guy. Uh, oh, yeah. But in, the, but in that Hulk thing, I mean, it, he was like wearing like rabbit fur or something, like for, like <laughs> his, his jacket. And then he's got this ridiculous like uh, helmet. And uh, and then Daredevil, I mean, he looks like he's wearing like pantyhose, like, you know, like over his face. And like, yeah. oh, it's, oh my God, it was so it was, bad. Oh, it was so terrible. Yeah. Um, but we're we're past all that now. Yeah. That's pretty neat. There's actually um, been a couple new trailers. Um, Venom just came out, which is just a teaser, and that seems... Did you watch it? Pretty it seems, yeah. yeah. It's not... I mean... Oh. Meh. Meh. It looks... It looks something like something. I don't know. It, it, it's too early to tell. It at least doesn't look dumb. They just there's, no. there's not enough to go off of yet. But Peter Parker is in it, which is very confusing to me. Like, yeah. why yeah. is he? Why is he in it? Like, if you're gonna have him in it, like, why is he not Spider-Man? Like, I don't. Like, does he? Does he just walk by? Does he just? I know. I don't he, know. You see him on a bus or? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean, uh, because my son Kieran, he he. Uh, um, said that you know he had heard that he was going to be in it, and then I looked on IMDb and he is listed as you know Tom Holland is listed as Peter Parker in it. So 
So he is in the film for whatever reason. So is Woody Harrelson. And, and there's no character name uh, accompanying that. So I don't know who he's playing. And then there's another act, another actor who's been in, like in a, a bunch of things. I mean, he's not like a big name or anything, but he also does not have a credited name, which um, leads me to leads me to believe he's going to be uh, Carnage. So he's going to be uh, Cletus Cassidy. That they they just don't want to reveal that. Um, yeah. Because really, what other villain is there? Oh, no, it's, it's, it's straight up going to be a Carnage. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, the, the Mar- you know Marvel has uh, been talking about uh, how they're doing a tie-in toy release, which is pretty much just a bunch of repackaged stuff from years past. But all the packaging, yeah. it's not from the movie, but it's it's all yeah. Venom versus Carnage related. So yeah, it's, ah. there's no there's no doubt that it's Carnage. I mean, who yeah, who else who else is it gonna fight? Nope. Yeah, and that and that might be kind of cool to see. Um, like I said, the trailer obviously didn't show anything. It just kind of gave you little quick glimpses of of human stuff. Like there wasn't yeah. any any. Uh, well, no, they did show uh, the symbiote goo. Yeah, like uh, in a around in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that so that was there. Um, so at least they alluded to the, you know to something. Um, yeah. Kieran said that in the trailer you can actually see it coming up behind his head when he's laying in the MRI machine. I did not notice that. I maybe yeah, had to look at it again. Yeah. Um, but he's eagle-eyed when it comes to that stuff, so he uh, he spotted that right away. Um, and then Deadpool uh, dropped yesterday, yeah, which uh, is a really fun trailer. Um, Really well done and very entertaining and very Deadpool like. You know, like it, it feels very much like the first movie. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be, I think, you know, yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah. The whole Toy Story thing was really fun. I I, yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed the trailer a lot and um, surprisingly, I, I, I love the, the X Force. They showed a bunch of X Force members, which I had no yeah. idea were even in it. Was that Bishop? Yeah, oh no, that's uh, GW Bridge, and it looks like their Shatterstar is back there, which he's, he's a weird character. I, I never really liked him. I liked that he had swords. He had like those weird double swords, but he wasn't oh, even yeah. like a, he wasn't even a mutant. He was like a, an alien or something. I, I never, I never understood it. But yeah, I guess he's hmm. in the movie. He's got the weird head hmm. thing on, and and of course Domino. We see. See, now I'm looking at this list of the people. Oh, yeah, G.W. Bridge. There he is. George Washington Bridge. <laughs> I didn't know that's what stood for. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a friend of Cable. Um, yeah, Shatterstar, you're right. Domino. Um, huh. Zeitgeist. Never heard of them. Uh, uh, that was a 90s character. I couldn't tell you anything about him, though. Is, uh, oh wait, no, Zeitgeist. That might have been that might have been from the two thousands. That might have been powered, from the uh Oh. He has the power to secrete corrosive acid from his mouth and throat. And oh. said to be able to eat through anything. Well that's weird. <laughs> that's a, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, um, he has uh, uh, I'm, I'm 
He, uh, I think he's the guy from uh, when they rebooted X Factor uh, that was drawn by Michael Allred, who did, uh, mm. he created Madman. And, um, oh, yeah, that was, yeah, a, that was an incredible that artistry, comic yeah. series. It was an incredible comic series because it took X-Men in a really weird place. The, the whole X, uh, X-Factor team, or maybe it was X-Force. Nah, I don't remember what, what, which one it was. Um, but they pretty much would die every issue. I mean, maybe there might be one or two surviving characters. But the point is that they were uh, like superhero, like superstar superheroes. So they were high in the public eye. People loved them, and they were constantly getting killed on missions. So it was kind of like a, uh, it was like a, a hard, fast life, almost like I don't know, like professional wrestlers or something. <laughs> like you know, everybody loved them. Everybody had merchandise of them, and then they would just just get slaughtered in horrible ways. It was a really interesting uh, concept for for an X Men book. And yeah, I think uh, Adam Zeitgeist was using that first issue. Hmm. That's where Duke comes from. Oh. Which uh, James Gunn is a fan. Oh, that's right. We talked about him. Yeah, the little, the little yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. Little green slimer looking guy. So yeah, so that was a that was a fun uh, a fun little trailer, and then of course we had the Super Bowl uh, last weekend, and oh yeah, we had a whole uh, we had a whole ton of trailers. Um, we had Jurassic World. Um, oh yeah, I don't actually, know, what, is it, what is it? What is it? What is it called? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Fallen Kingdom or Lost Kingdom or something. Something like yeah, that. Sounds right. that. That sounds right. Um, Actually, let's I was uh, yeah. I mean, I was I was very much underwhelmed by the uh, the first trailer. It just seemed like it was a movie about a volcano. Um, yeah, it just like they, they kept showing a volcano. Um, this one seemed to have a lot more uh, substance to it, as far as like kind of showing a lot of different things. I don't understand any of it. Uh, I don't. I, no, no. Like I mean, at one point it was it was like a dream, maybe. But then there was like a kid in his room, and the thing came in there, and then just I don't know. I don't know what it's yeah. about. Um, but it has well, they haven't given you enough. They haven't no. given you enough information about it yet. I mean, it's just. But it's just it's stuff. if Jeff Goldblum has the sizable role in it, I'm I'm excited because uh, Jeff Goldblum is the best. Um, so I hope he shows up in there in a sizable role, and I and I hope that uh, Sam Neill makes an appearance as well. Um, actually, why don't I just bring everybody back? Why don't they just have Laura Dern pop in there too? I mean, that's yeah, three of them in there. Yeah, they're all working. Why can't you just throw them in there? That'd be cool. Um, and then we saw the trailer for Solo. We saw the teaser for it. Oh yeah. Hey. And, and and it's funny because when I first saw the teaser for it, I thought it was like a Doritos commercial or something. Like, I didn't know that it was actually <laughs> a teaser. Because it was weird. It was a weird beginning to the teaser, like, where there's, like, an Imperial officer, like, talking to somebody that you couldn't see, you know, asking him about recruiting and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a tongue-in-cheek Star Wars commercial or something, you know, like they use the Star Wars characters in a, you know, and a, a, a real ad. Um, 
So that was that was interesting. Um, but it didn't show much. It showed like little quick glimpses of things. And then the full trailer dropped the next day, and it was like all new stuff. Like it yeah, wasn't it was even like just showing the same stuff again. Um, yeah. What did I? I have my feelings about it. What do you, what do you, what did you find about it? What was your first reaction when you saw it? Um, it surprised me and that it actually made me interested to see the movie. Cause I really didn't care before. Like it, yeah. it was always sort of a wait and see. And I was like, you know, this, this might be interesting. And that's about as far as it's gone. I, I can't say that, uh, I, I know I'm going to see it. Let's not kid ourselves. Well, of course. Yeah. But, of course. um, I think uh, the new Han Solo actually looks a lot like Han Solo, which surprised me. Um, it looks it looks it looks interesting. Um, I mean, I like the look of it. Uh, I think there's some cool looking things that are in the trailer that I I was like, oh, that you know, this looks like a kind of a fun like western kind of you know thing, a heist movie maybe kind of deal. Um, yeah. The thing that the thing that bothered me the most, which is troublesome, uh, is that Alden just did not seem to have any sort of weight in the trailer. Like I didn't, I didn't feel him at all. Like I, just, I was just kind of like, huh? Like he didn't sell me on like that he's going to be able to carry this movie. And it was just, wow. you know, a few, a few lines, but even just, I don't know, just the way he even like held himself. Like, like you look at Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, and the swagger that, that he does as like Peter Quill is more like Han Solo than this Han Solo. <laughs> like who's actually yeah. Han Solo. Um, I just feel like he needs to have that kind of bravado and that, I mean, I know he's younger, but I still, I think, I, I still think we need to see that. Like that's, you know, I think that that's something he's always had, you know, just that kind of cockiness and, and, you know, it's like, I don't know. It just, it, it didn't, it didn't impress me that uh, he had nailed it. You know, like, I mean, like he just, uh, I mean, he's doing his own take on it. Obviously, he's not going to imitate Harrison Ford. But um, look at Chris Pine in the Star Trek movies. Obviously, he's not William Shatner. He's not doing a William Shatner impersonation. He's got kind of a a flavor of William Shatner in him. But his own take on it still kept... It still kept the, the, the core of what made Captain Kirk, like kind of the heroic figure that he is in the, in the series. And, and, it, it, and even though it was his own take on it, you still felt like, Oh, that's Captain Kirk. I mean that, you know, that still feels like Captain Kirk to me. And it feels yeah. like a younger, a younger version of Captain Kirk. And that worked incredibly, you know, it just, I mean, it was perfect. And that's what I was, I was hoping for with this Han Solo thing that, you know, even though I wasn't for the movie at all, but I, I, you know, I was hoping that whoever they got for the part would have had that sort of take on it that it's their own, but the character is the character. 
And we know the character because we've seen it in so many movies. Um, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't feel it. That's an interesting point that you bring up. I just got really echoey over that. Um, it's interesting that you bring that up because I didn't really think about it until you started talking about it. The movie's called Solo. Yeah. We know it's about Han Solo. And yeah. yet they seem to be intent on showing us that this is an ensemble cast. That there's right. like a thousand different characters. And all yeah. the, you know, like the other the other marketing they've shown, they've shown all these, you know, character posters. And I'm like, yeah, well, why do we want to see these people? We don't even know who these people are. Uh, well, that's not true. We know Chewbacca and Lando. But why are yeah. they trying to force all these other people into this thing? Yeah. Because I did hear I did hear a rumor that they had to bring in a dialect coach for Alden, the, the, which is odd because he's not British. But yeah. they had to bring somebody in to help him with his dialogue, like he was having a difficult time. I guess you know. Speaking like the character, I mean, I don't know why you would need to hire somebody to coach him, you know, to have like a like a vocal coach or whatever, you know. It's like that's yeah. odd. That's an that odd, really odd, and, and that makes me think that he was not pulling it off, and they obviously had no time to like they weren't going to recast, they weren't going to you know find another one and, and start over. Uh, they should have used that other guy. They should have used the guy from Age of Adeline because he looks spot on like Harrison, Young, yeah. Harrison Ford. It's oh, insane. Yeah. I know. It's crazy how much he looks like him. And um, the other person that I guess was really close to getting it was uh, the guy from Kingsman. Um, whatever his name Oh, yeah. Ed- yeah. Edgerton. I, I can't think of his first name. Um and he would have been really good because he does have that confidence and that kind of swagger that, that you know I can totally see him. He could have, he could have pulled that off. Like he would have. I think he would have been better um, from what I've seen so far. But again, yeah. we're, we're speculating on a, on a tiny little trailer. Um, yeah. It could it could be fabulous and it could completely change my mind. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it's going to change my mind, um, but you never, you never know. You never know. Um, and then, uh, what other trailers did we see? We saw. Uh, oh, we saw the uh, the trailer for uh, Sky. What was it? Oh, Sky Scraper. Yeah, should be called. Uh, should be called Guy uh, Scraper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, die, die hard or, with a fake leg. Yeah, die hard with a sky leg. <laughs> sky sky harder. Uh, people people have been putting up some pretty hilarious uh, memes of because uh, the poster shows him jumping from a girder into an open window of a burning building, and they show it in the in the trailer. But yeah. the way that it's on the poster, people have like. Like physics people have like like mapped it out, like how there's no possible way that he could jump from that girder into that window. <laughs> oh like, yeah, it's it's hilarious. They show like the trajectory of like how he how he could never make it 
into you know into this into this window. Um, it, the trailer it, it was pretty laughable. Um, it, it was pretty dumb. Um, he's a he's a veteran that uh, lost his leg in a in a uh, bombing thing, and and now he's a security expert. And he goes in to check the security of this uh, Nakatomi building, which that's what it is. It's Nakatomi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he goes in to check the security of the building, and then the bad guys uh, set him up so it looks like he's the one that's sabotaging the security. And so then he's forced to, you know, fight everybody. And uh, meanwhile, there's a fire and his family of course is trapped uh in the top part of the building. So it's kinda like Towering Inferno meets Die Hard, uh meets uh every action movie of the eighties and nineties. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just the same thing you've seen. The only difference is that he's got a prosthetic leg. Which the only reason I would see this movie is to see him beat somebody with a, his prosthetic leg. Like I want to, I want to see him take his leg off and beat somebody up with it, and then put it back on. Like that's the only thing I want to see. Because yeah. really, what else? I mean, there's no machine gun on it or anything. I mean, it's you know, it is what it, it is. What it is. Um, I like the look. I mean, I think he's, yeah. he's cool, but this looks like a this looks like a turd. <laughs> it just looks terrible. It just looks really bad. Um, I, I'm I'm a little young to to uh, to remember the marketing for a lot of the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies back in like the 80s and 90s. Yeah, um, I, I just remember seeing them, you know, on video after they after they came out. But I mean, back then, did you know every time we saw a new trailer for an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, did you think it was a continuation of some other? Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Like, did did everyone feel like a sequel? Because it's that's just, how these rock a, movies. It's like every yeah, time you see him, you're like, oh, is this a sequel to? Oh no, this is a completely new thing. Because he looks the same was, in absolutely everything, and they all look well, like they're shot the same. But the thing is, they they did that with all of the action heroes at that time. I mean, like Schwarzenegger, Van Damme, uh, Bruce Willis, Stallone. I mean, they all did the same thing. Like, you know, they all had, like, the same kind of formula of, like, you know, these action movies. And it was, and it was, it took, like, some, like, kind of uh, changes as far as, like, like, everybody had their movie that, like, kind of, you know, was like, oh, this is different. You know, like, for Schwarzenegger, the movie that was different was uh, Predator. You know, like, oh, Predator okay. came out because it wasn't it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger against everybody and he just wins. It was, you know, yeah. this is actually, this is actually a challenge. Like, like, he may not make it out of this alive. Like, this is, this is tough. Um, and, uh... And everybody seemed to have their movie. Like Seagal's movie was uh, um, Under Siege on the Die Hard on a Boat. Um, yeah, and that was you know, that was his movie. Uh, Van Damme, I think his was probably was probably Time Cop. Um, 
that was the one that kind of made him, you know, like, oh, he can do something, something more than what, yeah. yeah. And uh, Bruce Willis, I mean, his first movie was Die Hard. I mean, his first action movie was Die Hard. Um, and then he pretty much just made a lot of Die Hard movies after that. You know, there was just a lot of those. Um, yeah. But then he also, he would also branch out, though, and do actual acting. You know, he would, you know, do things like Bonfire of the Vanities and, like, Death becomes her, and and you know he took chances. Oh yeah, and was like I want to, I want to, I want to be a legitimate actor. I don't want to just be an action guy. Um, Schwarzenegger was not a good actor, so he was forced to just do like Raw Deal and uh, Red Heat, and yeah. uh, you know all those, you know, all those kinds of movies. And it really wasn't until. I think the movie that like really like made people go, oh, you know, he can actually do more was True Lies. When he did True Lies, it was oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, shoot, he's really likable and really like, yeah, he can totally like act. And then, yeah. it, and then it kind of went backwards with Schwarzenegger. Like after True Lies, then we got like Last Action Hero, and that was just a big poop show that was terrible and i mean just everything about that movie was awful um, i'm gonna disagree with you on that one because i think it's a brilliant oh. satire i think it's a great satire of that that uh that age of, of filmmaking yeah um, nobody understood it at the time though like that was it, they were expecting another arnold schwarzenegger movie and instead, it was a slightly subversive, weird, sort of family-friendly poking fun at the movie that you thought you were going to go see. I think that that's what screwed a lot of people up. I mean, I think. Well, I think uh, that, I think that, I think the problem with Last Action Hero was a it came off uh, True Lies, which was a huge hit, and Schwarzenegger was a huge, you know, huge star after it, and people liked to see people fail. And so they were prepared to hate something soon that he had done. Like they they wanted to hate something. And so that movie came out and people were ready to hate. Now, did it deserve the hate? I think it did because <laughs> it was well because because it was it was done by John McTiernan who did, you know, who did Die Hard. Uh yeah. it was written, I think it was even written by like the the diehard guys like I think it was written like by Steven D'Souza and stuff. I mean I'd have to look it up but I, I I'm pretty sure that it had a pretty big pedigree even with writing um, and uh, the pro the problem with Last Action Hero was it was a great concept it was it was a really fun concept and I loved the idea of of an action hero coming off the screen and then having to deal with being in the real world where things don't work the way they do in movies. That's an amazing concept, and, and I would want to see that movie. Unfortunately, Last Action Hero wasn't that movie. They, it, it was bogged down in a lot of like really dumb like inside jokes, and it was uh, badly written. It just the story was really weak. Um, they had a they had a kid character in there that was really awful. I mean, he was not a good actor, and and unfortunately, he had to carry like a lot of the scenes. And um, it had a great villain, a really cool villain. Um, oh yeah, 
but there was, but there was just so many missed opportunities. Like it had so many times where you're like, Oh, this is a great setup. This is going to be awesome. And then it would be like, Oh, that didn't work. What they did did not work. And, and, uh, and at the end of the movie, um, Jim Vandersteen, Jim and I, we talked about this movie all the time. We always wanted to see it. We wanted to see at the, at the end of that movie, they had this great idea that like the bad guys like, Oh, so people can come off the screen. So I'm going to bring bad guys off the screen and they're going to fight you. Like you're going to fight the bad guys from, from other movies. Yeah. But they only brought one guy. And we were like, yeah. And we were like, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, no, it was that serial killer guy. And, and we're like, no, you have like, <laughs> you have your entire imagination to pull from here. You should have, you should have pulled out like every bad guy trope from every movie that you can think of. And then also pull all the good guys from, from all of their movies. So you, yeah. I mean, so then you have, you have Bruce Willis, you have Chuck Norris, you have Jean-Claude Van Damme, you, you have the expendables. At the end of Last Action Hero, you have the expendables because they wouldn't do it. They'd come in and do a day or two of shooting to do this last scene. And you have this epic, epic battle between all these bad guys and all these good guys. And it would have been so cool. But instead, yeah, that would have been, been cool. Yeah, but they blew it. That's what I mean. It was like so many missed opportunities. They just didn't think. They didn't, they didn't push it big far enough. enough. No, they didn't yeah. think big enough. And the problem was, the biggest problem, audience-wise, was that it was a family movie that was too violent and too intense for families, and yeah. it was not. And it was not rated R enough for the the action audience. So you were stuck in this weird middle space where it wasn't violent enough for, for adults and it wasn't, you know, kid friendly enough for kids. So who's, yeah. who's this movie for? It's for nobody. It was, it was for me. I, just, I, I looked up the date. It was uh, 1993, which would have made me, uh, what, 12? Um, yeah. So, or no, 14. Oh my gosh, I can't even do math. Good golly. Um, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that, that's exactly where, I mean, I, I was, I was, I was the age that they were aiming for. It was, it was violent enough to make me go, wow, this is cool. But it was kid friendly enough that it still, you know, didn't, uh, wasn't too bad. And so I, I definitely can see, uh, your point um, at your age, you're like, oh, this is just BS. But you yeah. know, at my age, I was like, this is great. This is, you know, yeah, so exactly maybe, what so I maybe, wanted. Yeah. yeah, for like 12, 13 year olds, you know, maybe maybe it worked. Um, but I mean, it not too long ago, and maybe it's nostalgia. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know, giving it a. a tinge of, of maybe a, thinking it was better than it was, but I still liked it. Like I didn't, uh, I guess maybe because I knew what I was watching and w what to expect. And I knew that stuff yeah. was dumb. I knew that stuff was cheesy and, you know, I thinking back on it now as, as you're saying that stuff, you know, there's like a cartoon cat and I'm like, 
yeah, all sorts I mean, of just dumb, dumb, yeah. dumb stuff. But there was, but those were great ideas. They just weren't executed well. Like it was like, I mean, like they had some great ideas, you know. And I and I love the idea of the the female character, you know, being like, you know, that's not how things work, you know, in the real world, you know, like she's like. I'm not a damsel in distress. I'm not, you know, like I can take care of myself. I'm a real person. You know, it's like, and that, that was cool. Like I, I loved all that, but the movie itself, yeah, it just, uh, it, it just didn't pull it off. Um, and then, like I said, people were ready to hate. They were ready to hate Schwarzenegger. And so when this movie came out and it was, you know, lackluster and, and the box office wasn't big, people were like, yeah, this movie sucks. And, and it took a <laughs> big, I mean, it was, I mean, it was a big deal. It was a big bomb. Um, and Schwarzenegger didn't, didn't do a whole lot after that. I mean, for a while, like he took a, he took a good break uh, after that. You didn't see like another movie coming out like right away. Um, I don't remember the next movie that came out after Last Action Hero. I mean, I, it might it might have been God. It might have been like even like Jingle All the Way. It might it might have been like something oh, really? time time frame. Huh. I mean, like he took he took a break. Well, then yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I remember he took a break after that. Yeah, but, so I guess but uh, back to uh, to the Rock. Do you think he's gonna have one of those? Do you think he's going to have a, oh, I, a movie that just everybody is just annoyed with? And I mean, like he did that San San Andreas, which I didn't see, and I I don't care to. I mean, it's but, yeah, I, didn't but see even, I mean, even if the movie was garbage, and nobody seemed to care. I mean, it it seemed to uh, people like his his audience. I mean, yeah. has the entertainment industry become so segmented now that it doesn't matter? Like he. He's not going to get one of those, one of those uh, sort of big failures because he can just always go do his thing, and he's got his audience that that loves everything he does. Well, he's got the, he's got the Rampage movie coming out, which uh, yeah. is a is a crazy idea. Um, but uh, see, I know I, I love the game. That was one of my favorite arcade games. And I think Me the too. movie looks so dumb. It doesn't look like it's taking the concept. It doesn't look like it's taking the concept far enough. I mean, I, I'm still going to see it because, like I said, it was one of my favorite arcade games ever. And um, but man, it just it doesn't look like it's. I'm like, it, it doesn't look enough like the game that I like. Yeah, you know, they, I don't know the the whole inclusion of the human characters and everything. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, Why can't we just have monsters smashing things up? I mean, it, I don't. Know, maybe it might surprise me, but I'm, I don't have high hopes. Wow, you know what? I am totally wrong. Last Action Hero came out before True Life. That's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah, according to this, it came out in '93. True Life came out in '94. I could have sworn the other way around. That is crazy. Wow, I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, he had done a lot of movies before that, obviously. I mean, Terminator 2. Yeah, that was 91. Yeah, I don't know, man. 
that 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 seems wrong to me, but evidently here it is. You know, it's listed right here. And I was right; he did take a a big break after that. Because uh, yeah, he took a big break after True Lies in '94. He didn't do another thing until '96. Way. Hmm. Oh yeah, there's Eraser. I thought that movie was garbage. Uh, that moves you completely. Uh, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, God, he's got a weird career. You look, I mean, you look down, and it's like, God, it's so bizarre. He's got such a weird, eclectic, you know, man. End of Days. That was a weird movie. Um, where he fights the devil. I know what's your one. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. At the end he kills and he kills or he fights he wins against the devil by throwing himself on a sword. That's how it ends. So that's how that's how he's able to, to save the day by killing himself. Um but really, uh, you could have done that right at the beginning of the movie, and then we wouldn't have had a movie. <laughs> it would have been, been super easy. You could have done it in the first 10 minutes. Movie's over. Um, devil loses. Um, yeah, you got some weird stuff. Around the world in 80 days. Oh, yeah. The rundown. Oh, he, just, he was just an extra in that. Uh, yeah, he just he walked by the rock. I remember that scene. Yeah, that's right. Um, I hate that movie because it's a remake of my favorite movie, Midnight Run. So anytime I think of the rundown, I'm like, was that really? Was that a, really, that was a remake of Midnight Run. I never even it was. That. Yeah, because uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson plays uh, the Robert De Niro part, and. John William Scott plays the Charles Grodin part. Charles Grodin. Um, I, never, exactly. I never realized that. And then what's funny is Dennis Farina is in it, and he's playing the Joe Pantiliano part, even though Dennis Farina was in Midnight Run. <laughs> um, but uh, it's... Uh, it's terrible. It's really terrible because you're watching it and you're like, and, it, and it's not like they went out, went around telling everybody, "Hey, this is a remake of Midnight Run." It's just that while you're watching the movie, you're like, "This seems very, very familiar." You know, it's like there's a bounty hunter, and he used to be a cop, and he was disgraced, and so he became a bounty hunter, and then he wants to open up, you know, a restaurant, but in this case, he wanted to open up, like, a bar, and, you know, and then he's chasing this, you know... Uh, in the midnight run, it was an accountant, and then in the rundown, I don't know if he was an accountant or if he was, but he wasn't like a big time criminal. He was like, you know, a bookish kind of guy. Um, and uh, he might have been like a real estate guy or something. I, I don't remember what it was. It was some kind of thing like that. Um, but then, of course, the mob wants to kill him and blah, 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 blah. blah. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's the same. It's the same movie, and it's only just done as, like, a stupid action movie, um, which uh, I was very upset about. And as soon as I realized what it was, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he did this. It, it actually got me as upset as uh, the remake of Heaven Can Wait with uh, Chris Rock. 
really, really terrible. <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly awful. Because Heaven, Heaven Can Wait is like one of those movies that when I watch it, I, I still think it's like a perfect movie. Like, I just, I mean, I just, that movie, like, it still works. It's, it's still like, uh, 100%, like, I can, I can, I can totally still watch it. Like, it's still watchable. The performances are still great. Um, it's, uh, oh my God, somebody's trying to call and nobody that I want to talk to. Um, <laughs> stop calling me. Um, but, uh, um, but it's such a, that's such an awesome movie. Uh, I just, I, I absolutely love it. And, uh, and so when they remake something like that, it's always so hard, you know, because you're like, why even bother? Like, if you can't even come close to what the original was, then why even try? Like, just, you know, just do something else. Make it a different movie. You know, yeah, I'll never do that. It's all about name recognition and branding. and. <laughs> well, just like I just saw the trailer for uh, uh, the newest Melissa McCarthy movie, uh, Life of the Party, um, which is basically a remake of... Back to School, which is an awesome movie. I mean, it still holds up. I mean, it's a silly 80s movie, but Rodney Dangerfield is hilarious in it, and it's actually a really funny movie. Um, and then they're doing this with Melissa McCarthy, and uh, maybe it's, I mean, obviously it's not like a, you know, straight-up remake, but it's the same idea. And, uh, and it has some great funny moments in the trailer, but I know it's going to stink. I know it's going to be terrible. It's just going to be awful. <laughs> it's just, it's just, uh, it looks so bad. It's like, uh, man, why do they keep doing these things? Um, but you know, whatever. Uh, they're, going to keep, they're going to keep doing it. I mean, it's, you know, before, uh, before we get done, I want you to talk about, uh, you know, last episode, you talked about your, uh, Super Bowl experience. So let's talk about what happened oh. actually on the Super Bowl. I'd yeah. like to hear your perspective. It, 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 well, it it did not air. How about that? <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> did all that did all that work through all those salt bags and uh they didn't air it during Super Bowl. It was it's the jury's out. It may have aired on the coast, but it did not air uh in the Midwest. So perhaps it was uh replaced in the Midwest by one of our terrible local ads. Um which there were several of those local ads and man they were awful. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I stream everything now, so I never watch regular network television anymore, like with the actual ads. And no no offense to any of my friends that are in any of these local ads, because some of them are. And I've and I've done them as well. Um these local ads are truly terrible. I mean, they are really <laughs> awful. And 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 uh and it's it's really difficult to watch. Like it's really difficult to make it through a commercial break when you're watching uh regular T V now. Um so it's very possible one of those ads replaced this one. Um which is too bad because it was a really good ad and you can see it online. It's uh, they put it on their Facebook page and you know, it's fully there to, to watch it. Um, oh yeah, I sure. It's sure really on our on our Facebook. Yeah, it's it's on our Facebook page, and, and so people can see it. Um, 
but you know, it doesn't really make any sense why they didn't show it. It seemed like it was a no-brainer. Uh, the Tennessee kids are the are the the stars of the ad, Justin Timberlake's band, and Justin Timberlake was the halftime show. And then they had all kinds of shots of Minneapolis and and uh, you know showing our city. It just didn't make any sense why they didn't show it. It's just really really odd. Um, and that's maybe yeah. why I think that's why I think maybe it showed on the on both coasts is because they thought that maybe nobody in Minneapolis is going to want to see their own city. I, I don't know. I, I really I really can't explain why uh, it didn't air. Um, but I was disappointed, and a lot of people were texting me wanting to know if they had missed it because they went to the bathroom or they you know, had to run out of the house for a minute and they came back and they're like, oh, no, I must have missed it. No, nobody missed it. It, it's in there. Um, but we're but, thinking uh, that maybe uh, there's, at least in the Midwest, there was that horrible Vikings commercial. <laughs> yeah, and they showed that one, which made everybody at, at where I was at, um, my friend Pete's house, we all just groaned. We're like, oh, why would you do that? You know, the, yeah. the premise of the commercial was all these Vikings were getting excited. And you see them all getting a, well, they must be, they must have gotten in a truck. I don't even remember. But they're heading towards, they're heading towards Minneapolis and they're heading towards, uh, U.S. Bank Stadium. And then they get like an alert or something and they see that, that the Vikings aren't playing at, uh, you know, in the Super Bowl. So they all look dejected and, and turn around and go back home. And we're all just like, you're kidding me. Like, you just. You dicks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wonder if, if, uh, I wonder if that was shown instead. I, I don't no, know. But then they, was, but then they showed, strange. they showed the, they showed the MLK Dodge commercial also. And yeah. they got a lot of heat for that. Um, we were, we were openly, uh, yeah, we were openly mocking it while it was running going, what, what? Why would they think this is a good idea? <laughs> yeah. I know. It was weird. It was a very weird ad. Like, I, I really didn't know what it was going on when it was on. Um, yeah, it was very disappointing uh, that uh, they didn't show it. But um, then I was in, uh, I also did the Hyundai ad. And uh, I was pretty sure I wasn't going to be seen in that, and, and I absolutely was not. I was I was so far away from the camera, there was no way that you could possibly see me. Um, but you know, like I, I didn't. Mean, I recognize people. I mean, it was like fingers. I think kind of like this is what all I no, saw. I, other people. No, like I said before, I was convinced that it was some sort of social experiment that was you know meant to like drive us insane and slowly like <laughs> torture, torture us because we did it for two days and you know I did the same thing over and over and over again um, and, I, and I remember, days and, I remember and they got a half a second of footage I know <laughs> just, I can't believe amazing? it I know two full days full days breaking for lunch <laughs> like we broke for lunch and then came back like it was like I mean it was a long ass day um and I didn't, I remember when we talked about it last time, I said I didn't really understand what the ad was. And I said, I'm excited to see what the ad is so I, I can I can find out what it is that we were actually doing. And it still didn't make any sense. Like I saw the ad and I was like, 
I was there, and I still don't understand what this is about. And and all I can gather is that Hyundai donates thirty eight dollars per car that you buy to cancer survivors, and they wanted people to meet the cancer survivors after they watched uh, some sort of emotional video, which I didn't understand. I'm like, well, what's the connection? Like, why would you be connected to any of this? Like, why would why would that bring out an emotional response? I just assumed that somebody was going to get a car. Your Hyundai. Like, why why would you not give somebody a car? Like, oh, I mean, that would have been the easiest thing in the world to do. I mean, like, you have a lot of cars. Like, it would be so simple to be like, oh, here here's the cancer survivor, and... We're going to give them a car. Oh, and then the cancer survivors would get super excited because they just want a car. Or you have the cancer survivors say, thank you so much for giving $38 when you bought your car. We're going to give you another car. And then, you know, and then, you know, you could do whatever you wanted with that car. You can donate it. You can keep it. Whatever. You just give cars to everybody. Like, it just makes sense. Like, I mean, I just don't understand why you wouldn't give away the thing that you're known for. Like, it just doesn't make any... It'd be like it's like Subway doing an ad, and then they have, like, some sort of emotional thing, and instead of giving somebody a sandwich, they're just like, oh, you know, by the way, we give, you know, 25 cents of every sandwich to, uh, you know, uh, diabetes. And then, and then they don't give you a sandwich. Like they just, they just say, okay, we'll see you later. And it's like, oh, well, where's my sandwich? And they're like, oh, we're not giving you sandwiches. No, we're just telling you that we donate money to, you know, uh, cataracts or whatever. You know, it's like, I mean, like they just, they would just, you know, like send you on your way. And you'd be like, but you guys make sandwiches. Like, like you've got, I mean, you have every resource to give every single person a sandwich. Like, why would you not give me one? Like, I would be so confused. <laughs> so I, I can only imagine how confused these people were that went through this elaborate thing. And then, mind you, they just walked through, like, all of these people, and then they're like, well, what was all that about? And they're like, oh, well, that was just to fool you into thinking that you were going through a real security checkpoint. So we hired 60 actors at scale to walk around and pretend <laughs> like they're normal people. So you would be fooled into thinking that you were going through a real security checkpoint so we could pull you out of it and have you watch this video. And they'd be like, well, how much money did you pay those people? Oh, we paid them a lot. We paid them a lot. <laughs> and we paid 60 of them. And, well, how much did you say you gave to cancer research? We give $38 a car. So is that more than what you paid the actors? Oh, no, we paid the actors way more than that. Way more. <laughs> Plus, we bought them lunch, and we paid for their parking every day. Oh, and then we also had a crew of, like, 200 people, and we paid all of them and overtime and paid for their parking. And, yeah, we paid way more than $38 for for everybody. <laughs> like, you won't believe how much money we wasted on this. Like, this was insane. But anyway, see you later. And uh, and that was it. It was weird. <laughs> it 
know that saw that ad, they didn't understand it either. Like they were like, yeah. what was that about? Like it just, it was a completely ineffective ad. Um, I'm happy that I was in it. I'm thankful for the opportunity. But Hyundai, that was a weird, weird choice. Like it just was an odd thing. And, uh, I think, uh, I think maybe there should have been a little bit more work at the table for that one. Like they should have, <laughs> they should have thought that one through a little bit better. Cause it sure didn't work. People, people didn't dig it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was, that was the way that went. Um, so I didn't end up in that thing and then they didn't show the other one. Um, so no Super Bowl for me. That's what, uh, that's what that amounted to. Um, but, uh, like I said, you can see it on, uh, uh, the Facebook page and, and it's on our Facebook page and you can see all the hard work that went into that. And, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, maybe it will go viral. Maybe that will happen. It's not going to go viral. It's not going to go viral. There's nothing viral about it. It's gone. It's gone as viral as it's gone. That's it. It's not going anywhere. That's as much. But it's fun. It's fun that you were involved. It was, and it was fun to do, and I, I really enjoyed it, and I love doing what I what I do, and and. Uh, if you want, if you want to be sure that what you, what work you do as an actor, you know, gets seen, then you just you have to do plays, like you have to do theater, because they like you have complete control over everything that you're doing. You know, like you you know for a fact that all the work that you put into a theater production is going to be seen at the theater, hundred percent every yeah. night. Can be the same thing. You get to put everything out there that you've got, and everyone is going to see that. When you do film and you do TV and you do commercials and all that kind of stuff, you just have to know going in that like whatever work that you put into it, no matter how hard you do it or, or how well it turns out, you have zero control over it, and you just have to let it go. You know, because yeah. I mean, you, you, the chance of you getting cut from something is uh, huge. All the time, because you have, you, you have mean, jerks. Looks like me editing, going, yeah, that's how it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's how that's that's the way it goes. You know, it's like I mean, sometimes you know things don't fit. You know, they look good on paper, and and they they don't work when you get them. You get them in the editing room, and it's just it's just not there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, it's always it's always a bummer when it happens. But you, that's just that's what you just got to be prepared for, and you know it's part of the thick skin that you have to have uh, doing this kind of work. You know, it's like not only do you get not only do you get people saying no to you all the time about doing the thing that you love doing, um, which happens all the time. You know, people, you know, I want to do this. Nope, you can't. And uh, and it's it's, <laughs> it's it's all the time. You know, and it's like any you know. It's weird because it's the only job that like that kind of happens like on a on a you know regular basis. You know, like what other job? You know, do you? I mean, if you worked at you know, let's say you love working at McDonald's or whatever, you love making hamburgers or whatever, and you come in, you know, to work, you know, making my sandwiches, and and they're like, nope. And you're like, oh, but I'm here. And it's like, nope, not today. And then so you go to like <laughs> another job and then you're like, well, here I am. I'm ready to, you know, fix bicycles. And they're like, nope, sorry. 
And it's like, but I'm good at it. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And it's just, you know, it's like, we, we just don't want you to do it. You know, it's just, and, and you just get that all the time. So not only do you get all that, but then when you finally get a job and you put the work in and you're super excited about it and it's fun and everything, there's always the opportunity that nobody's ever going to see it. That it's just going to just not be shown or yeah. not going to make it into the final cut or the, you know, the, the four page speech that you, uh, you know, that you memorized, the scene that you memorized gets cut down to, you know, two lines and you're like, Oh my God, I work so hard in memorizing all that stuff. And all that's left is that, like, that's it. You know, sometimes it's just a look. Sometimes that's all that's left. Oh yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. like your dialogue is even cut, you know? So it's like, it goes from, you know, a page of dialogue to literally like you looking at somebody for a second, you know, you're like, Whoa, what ha- wait a minute, what happened? What happened to all that? You know, and it's hard, you know, it's hard, especially if you go through something physical, that's really tough. Like when you like, like physically, like put yourself through something that like you're like, you know, either emotionally or physically, or, you know, maybe you had to endure like some extreme heat or extreme cold or, you know, whatever, some kind of miserable kind of, you know, shooting experience. And you're like, it's okay. This is what I do. I'm going to soldier through this, you know, whatever. And then you see the movie and you go, wait a minute, what happened to the, went on to the thing where I was like, you know, in 105 degree heat. Like, where, where'd that go? And it's like, ah, oh, it didn't work. And it's like, it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, kind of, but I was like dying, you know, it's like, yeah, it didn't fit. And it's just, <laughs> and it's just like that, it's gone. You know, and you're yeah, like, oh my yeah. gosh, that's brutal. That's just- it's the name um, of the game, though. It, 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 yeah, it's a lot of time it is stuff. Stuff is sacrificed. No, and that's, for the, and as and as a, a director, and you know, and working with your editor, they, I mean, like you have to look at the the overall. You got to look at the, you know, for the sake of the story. You can't be connected to things just because of that. Yeah, you, know, you can't be. Well, I'm gonna slow the story down because I put my this shot was really hard. And, yeah, yeah, I put my actors to hell for this scene. I should probably keep it in, even though it doesn't fit. Um, but yeah, well, there you go. Wow, we uh, we said that we didn't have anything to talk about uh, before this, and then look what we did. We talked. That's um, yeah, the light so work. We're gonna. Yeah, we have to wrap it up. I do uh, want to give a shout out because you brought it up. I want to give a shout out to cataracts awareness. I think that's an important cause that more people need to be aware of cataracts. It's true. They didn't have, they, they did, and they didn't have a Super Bowl ad at all. Yeah. So that's something that's something they should work on. We need we need more more uh, attention to that growing problem. Um, okay. This has been the 10 Minutes from Hell podcast. Uh, you are Doug. I am Steve. And uh, you can look at the Facebook page. You can look at uh, Doug's uh, Instagram, uh, Wuggerman Max. Uh, yep. I've, got, I've got Dennis the Office Cobra. You can find me on there. Um, rate, review, uh, yeah, share. And if you, uh, if you like this at all, I would ask that you would consider 
not sending us money. I mean, you can send us money if you want, but uh, go to the website, take a look at, uh, there's a link on there for buying shirts and other yes. merchandise. If you like the podcast, if you like the website, I'm not asking you to do anything that is, uh, you know, strange. Just buy a shirt if you like it. And uh, yeah. we get, a, we get uh, you know, a couple bucks of, of that. And uh, which goes just towards all the hosting costs and everything. We're we're not making money off this. We just do it because we love it. And uh, exactly, if you're yep. if you're enjoying it, we'd love to see you uh, take a picture in your in the shirt that you bought because um, that would just be amazing. Um, maybe we should maybe we, we, should get we appreciate maybe we should. sponsors or something. Maybe we should look into I that. Don't know. We could. I know that's we all gonna, know. That's gonna. We know lots that's gonna of make it. That's gonna make it a more, more serious than I'm prepared for. Okay, yeah, um, just go buy a shirt because I want to see people wearing our shirts because I think that'd be awesome. That'd be fun. Okay, yeah. music's coming up. Thanks, everybody. Well, see you next see time. You later. Okay, bye. bye. bye.